Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And this is going to be one of my first listener-inspired shows. Before we get into that, let me remind y'all, it is episode 358 coming out on February the 17th. And yes, it is purposely coming out a little later. Hopefully I'll have this up by 6 p.m. One, to see how that goes over the weekend. And two, because... I watched the play out on some of the responses on a group that I belong to on social media and uh, two individuals, um, I'll just give first names, Dory and Trisha seem to be excessively concerned about a lot of details that, in my opinion, quite frankly, don't even come into factor until you get a chance to achieve your primary goal, which is a vote. So yes, we're going to call this a follow-up to one of my many Texit ap- episodes, and we're going to call it Texit, What About Medicaid, or Medicare, or whatever. What about, right? So first and foremost, I want to thank them because they are legitimate questions. Uh, I think it's more of a case of putting the cart before the horse, But philosophically, I can see the argument, and I'll actually concede that there are a couple of good points here. So, it was pointed out to me that there are over 4 million people on Medicare. Well, I'm not sure what percentage of that is in Texas, but I'm fairly certain that we have three options. So, let 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 me just say this. I am a member of the Texas Nationalist Movement because I support the idea of people getting a vote. I support the idea that we can and should consider declaring independence. That being said, I don't speak for TNM. I am no authority on TNM, and all of my opinions and thoughts on these matters are mine and mine alone. So before you go off beating up on TNM or anyone else that supports Texas, Keep in mind, my opinions are mine and mine alone. So, apparently it was lost on folks that when you create a new country, people will move. Just like they're currently moving. They, they criticize the idea that moving is not a good answer. Yet, people are leaving California in droves. Unfortunately, many of them are coming here and bringing their California nonsense with them, even though they're nominally conservative or Republican. Likewise, they're coming from the Northeast. They're coming to Texas or Florida. To say nothing of the matter that people routinely leave Central American countries and Northern South America countries to come to Texas or other parts of these United States because it's just so much better than the places they came from. So what I would suggest to you is if Medicare is the be all end all to your existence in your life or Medicaid is that yes, you will probably want to consider going to Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Washington, Oregon, or California. Okay, now that's your choice. I'm not making a point of calling you names, degrading you, or making you feel like less of a person. I'm giving you an opportunity to make a choice. Would you rather 
get your free money from the government, which is not free by the way, or would you rather have a better opportunity to do better for you and your family? So, okay, let me, uh, I've, I've had a little time to think about this. So by my recollection, we basically have three directions we can go. We can go to all the trouble of declaring our independence and getting a new Texas and do all the exact same things that America is currently doing. These United States currently does, um, because, you know, we want to keep people happy. Well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of declaring independence. So, but that's option one, right? Just keep everything the same. Option number two, you can institute minor reforms and uh, gradually reduce government intervention in dependence. Okay. Uh, Which depending on how it's implemented, may be the easiest way to accomplish transitioning people from one state to another. Okay. And by state, I mean their state of being, not the state they live in. And then option number three is throw it all out and start over from new, or if you want to get really froggy, go back to the articles of confederation or go back to the original state constitution. And what seems to be lost on all of these people that have all these concerns is that even if Texas is successful, Texas declare, you know, gets its declaration of independence, we will still have a state government that functions completely and would be in charge until such time that we ratify a new constitution and change up our government. Now, myself, I am far more libertarian than probably 90% of the people in our state, probably 75% of my listeners, and I say that with no shame. I also know that because of that, I'm on the leading or bleeding edge of a lot of issues and I'm on the outside of the norm, right? The norm is the 50-50 middle person and I might be an 85 or 90 person. So I know that about myself. I accept that I'm not going to get what I want, but what I will accept is something better than what we have now. And what we have now is tyranny. What we have now is complete usurpation of delegated authorities and powers. We have just not a good situation. So let me scroll some through some of these other comments. Uh, if you can't eat or pay your rent, liberty is not important. Well, if you had liberty, you might be able to get a job or sell something to where you could pay your rent or buy food, or you could exchange a little bit of your labor or time for food. Or if you're really desperate, you can go out on the corner and beg for food. I don't suggest that you do that, but those are options. People do it all the time. Uh, let me see here. What was some of the other? Oh, well, the other one is I have not planned for all those people on government benefits. Okay. Uh, I will just say she's absolutely right. You can't account for everybody on benefits. There's no way you can. I imagine that if the benefits are the most important thing to them, they will go to another state or they will leave the state of Texas 
the government of Texas, or I should say the country of Texas, the independent Republic of Texas, and they'll go to somewhere where they can get more free stuff. Now, they mention later on a whole list of things that need to be done in order to fix things. Okay, I get it. I I, I do. But none of those are possible with the current situation. And that's called giving up on these United States of America, its constitution, because that's not an answer. The Texas answer is a at-any-cost answer that will cost millions of lives. Well, no, actually, I don't think that's the case. Because as Daniel Miller's pointed out, you have three options. Surrender, kinetic war, which is a disaster, or peaceful separation. I'm confident that we can do peaceful separation. If we achieve peaceful separation, then we can reorg certain things. I think there is a strong independent streak in the state of Texas. I think there will be an even stronger independent streak or independence streak, if you prefer, in an independent republic of Texas. That being said, the current constitution, if it's so fantastic, why do we have the situation that we have now? So if the constitution is working, it's bad. And if the constitution's not working, it's bad. Now, the original intent of the Constitution, the framer's vision of how the Constitution would be employed, absolutely great stuff, but it's been utterly eviscerated. Certainly since the 13th and 14th Amendment, throw in the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th Amendments, and it didn't get any better. It, it just didn't. So, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go through here. Every one of these complaints or problems that is pointed out by this individual, uh, and I want to give credit where credit is due, Trisha, you're absolutely correct. And if I were to create a authoritarian, libertarian government, yes, that is an oxymoron, I would be happy to accomplish all those things. Unfortunately... We live and we still desire a constitutional representative republic, which means that we have to protect people. We have to respect their rights. We have to, at the end of the day, not trample on people more than what they're already being trampled on. So, again, all this stuff can be dead on right, but it doesn't mean that it's attainable at this moment. And then, of course, Dory here chimes in with pretending you can just start over is delusional really delusional yeah i think the people in the czech republic might say otherwise i think there's some people in britain that might say otherwise pretty certain there's a whole lot of people in hmm, slovenia bosnia herzegovina croatia will definitely tell you otherwise and while we're at it the former republic the former yugoslavian republic of macedonia might think otherwise as well and I'll leave Serbia and uh, Kosovo out of the mix since uh, they don't just seem to be happy about anything. So, no, it's not a start over button. 
but it is a new chance. It's a fresh start. It's an ability to deal with these things. And I trust the people of Texas far more than I trust the people of these United States. And we aren't eliminating the rules. We're reformulating. We're we're correcting. We're eliminating some of the abuses. We're repealing some of the progressive nonsense that's been piled on in the last 30 years. So while Texit, and I've been clear about this, is not a panacea, it is an option. It is a direction we can move in and it can get us some things that we want. Now, she also points out that we need to take the money out of politics. Well, do you realize why there's money in politics? That's because the government has usurped power, has power that was never given in the first place, and it doles out stuff all the time through that power, which is why there's money in politics. So if we take the power out of politics, if we rein back their abuses, if we don't allow them to do certain things, we're going to take some of that money out of politics. (laughs) And, oh... She also points out that give us your vote. Oh, by the way, we don't like the way you live. We think you're stupid, lazy, and like to live on the dole. So you just have to leave when we good Texans leave the United States. Yeah, she's putting words in my mouth here. Didn't say that. What I said is, if you have different priorities, you might want to leave. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think it's the truth. If you If you don't like what we're doing... You can go somewhere else. People do it all the time. Even if we were to stay in these United States, it's fairly certain to me that the freedom to leave and go somewhere else has worked for decades. It was intended that way. But they're making it more and more difficult and it's harder and harder to find better places to go. If you want to lead by example, you have to have the ability to set that example. But I guess it's best to have naysayers and people that are stressed out about details that at this point are largely irrelevant. And yes, I realize you can't fix everything overnight. And yes, I realize there's a whole lot more work to be done. But then my next question would be is, hey, you two, what are you doing to affect the change? Where are you involved? Where are you donating your time, your money, your efforts? I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And I'm not critiquing you and saying, that you're not doing what I'm doing, so therefore you're wrong. All I'm saying is perhaps you ought to consider what it is that you are doing and how does that affect the change that you want to see? How does that bring about improvement rather than picking on somebody else that's doing something that has a similar goal, potentially? So while I'm not going to lose sleep over the uh, naysayers here, I would like to remind you that in the event that we're given an opportunity to do this, I could see very easily how we can fund Texas state government. I can see how we can find a manageable way to do things. I will give you two choices. I guess I should rephrase that. I believe there are two simple ways to raise enough funds to pay for everything that we might want to do within the state of Texas. And they can be done with uh, little to no impact on the rest of the state or the adjoining states. First and foremost, 
We institute a tariff. Everything that comes into the state of Texas or the independent Republic of Texas, let's call it 4%. It could be 2%. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just a very low tax generating tariff. And yes, I know some things will cost a little bit more. But the other thing that we'll do is encourage manufacturers to actually move to Texas some of their production so that they can take advantage of not having to pay said tariff. We're already the second largest state in these United States by population. And we're in the top 10 of economies in the entire world. It seems to me that it would be beneficial for them to do that. And the other thing that I would like to point out is this nonsense about taxing businesses. It never really pays for itself. It really doesn't. Now it sounds good. It's good progressive talking points. But at the end of the day, the person that pays those taxes is the end user. So if we just do away with all that nonsense, all that crazy stuff, and just put a tariff on anything that gets brought in, then you have to pay. And I think it's low enough that it really won't upend much. The other thing we can do is everybody that lives in the state of Texas. Right now, if you own property, (laughs) they're extorting an extreme amount of money out of us every year. And then they tell you, if you don't pay it, they're going to come take your property. So you really never own your property. Fortunately, we don't have to pay income tax at the state level, but they get it out of us, out of the property tax. So I would like to float to you the idea of a head tax. Now the head tax, if you've got, I don't know, let's call it 33 million people in the state of Texas or the Republic of Texas, if you prefer. And and we're going to just call it 60% of them are above the age of 18. I don't know if that's right. I'm just, I'm making up a number here. Okay. So that's going to be, I don't know, 18 million, 19 million people that are going to be taxed. So what you do is you create a head tax. If you live in the state of Texas, you get a bill. You can do it once a month. You can do it once a year. It's a hundred dollars a month. I know that seems like a lot, but when you see what your tax bill is on everything else, it's really quite small and you pay it every month or you can pay it once a year. But here's the thing. If you fail to pay, you lose your right to vote. That's right. See, there's going to be a statewide database that keeps track of who paid their taxes. And if you didn't pay your taxes, you don't get to vote. Now I'm going to assume that $1,200 a year for state taxes for every person that lives in this state or the Republic, if you will, is not that big of a burden. And it doesn't have to be a hundred dollars. It's just an arbitrary number I threw out there. And if I were to take a wild guess at where that puts us, a swag, if you will. So we'll take 18 million people, right? And we're going to multiply that times $1,200, which would be what you would pay in a year. Ballpark. By my calculation, that's $21 billion. If you can't run the state of Texas on $21 billion, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I mean, It used to be we were able to run the entire country for a trillion and we would only be what? A 12th of that size, maybe. And here's the thing that head tax, 
it's going to be offset in large part by the uh, tariff. And let's just say there's, oh, I don't know. Let's let's use a just a another swag here, right? Scientific wild, yeah. We're going to say there is $2 trillion worth of business. I have no idea if that's right. Quite frankly, I don't care. But just for the purposes of demonstration. And we're going to multiply that 0.04, which would be our tax. What do you know? That's $80 million. And you're going to add that to the 2 point whatever billion? I think we can get more than enough money. And again, I think we do more than $2 trillion worth of business. But just... Again, ballpark figures here, folks. There are ways to raise the money. So if if you're dead set and giving people money because they're poor, giving people money because they're old, um, offering benefits for various things, there are ways to do that. So that that funds the state, right? So say say you live in Dallas. Simple. The city of Dallas says, um, we're going to assess you $500 a month to live in the city of Dallas. Now I'm making that number up. I'm just, if you want to talk about lunacy, that's what I think of when Dallas comes around lunacy. So $500 a month gets assessed to you for the privilege of living in the city of Dallas. Now, if you think that's too much, you can move. You can go out to Mesquite. You can come up into Collin County somewhere. You can go over to Tarrant County. You have that option. But you may decide, you know what, I think I think it's worth paying $500 a month to live in the city of Dallas rather than only paying $200 a month to live in the city of Richardson. Or, you know, maybe you sit, you look at the numbers and, hey, what do you know? If I live out in Fannin County, it's only 20 bucks a month to live in the county because I'm outside of city limits. Well, that's a lot of money I'd save. But then when you factor in your travel, your expense from going back and forth, the time and the money, it may end up being as much or more money. But see, people always get upset about telling people to move like it's an insult or like it's a terrible thing. But people make that decision all the time. People make vested interest in what's best for them and their family to live where they're at. So it's not an insult. It's not a bad thing. We just say we're going to do this in this geographic area. If you're with us, come and join us. This is what the value is we're going to offer you. And this is what the cost is. If you don't like it, we're not going to make you stay here. You can choose to pay the fee to live here, or you can choose to go somewhere else. And if you don't pay the fee, well, then you're arrears on your taxes, and guess what? You don't get to vote. And for those of you out there that are questioning, well, why why is it that we're not punishing them by, you know, fines and whatever else? If you don't have the money, how are you going to pay that anyway, right? I mean, because that's what it all is going to boil down to. Well, poor people can't pay their, can't, they can't pay their tax. Okay. So then they can't vote. We're not going to put them in jail because it only costs money to put people in jail. We're not going to punish them because why? If they don't have the money, they don't have the money. The, it, it's This is a very simple way to balance things out. And if people that don't pay their fair share can't participate in the political arena. How does that hurt anybody? Right? And you know, I use that term on purpose, right? 
I don't think there actually is a fair share. It's, everybody should pay the same regardless. Just because somebody's more successful doesn't mean they should be punished for being successful. That's, again, not a good thing. I'm pretty sure the Bible speaks to that. I'm pretty sure that, oh, I don't know, the founding father spoke on that. Pretty sure that pretty much anybody that's not a progressive leftist understands that you don't punish people for being successful. You want to let people reap the rewards of their efforts. And yes, I know there are criminals. And when the criminals get caught, yes, those are the people you punish. Hey, look, I I, I did this uh, largely off the cuff. I thought about you know, a little bit while I was driving around today, I don't have all the answers. I don't think anybody has all the answers, but none of this matters if you can't even get a vote. None of this matters if, is if we can't bring enough pressure to bear on our state legislature to at least acknowledge that we have popular sovereignty and people ought to be able to determine what they want. Once that's done, then we can argue about these things. Then we could figure out what works best. Because again, as much as I profess my love for the Constitution, right? As much as I gave an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, if the Constitution's been ignored by the entire government, or if it's failed to do its job, then clearly the Constitution's a moot point at this point. Well, I hope you found this at least interesting, thought-provoking, entertaining, informational, whatever your preferred adjective is. And if that's the case, I'd like you to do me a favor. I want you to go share this on social media. Follow me on social media and at the podcast. Like it. And then subscribe. And again, if if I knocked your socks off, if you're just that happy with me, (laughs) then go make a comment or, I mean, even if you're not happy with me, you can make a comment. I, as you can see, I'll address it and feel free to, uh, rate the show, right? With that, enjoy your weekend. This has been according to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.